right now there's teachers out there that are trying to take away parents' ability to parent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I also get concerned of backlash these days because, great, am I going to have to have C, I don't even know the name of it, CPS show up because I raised concern for my teacher. Child Protective Services. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it, but we have, everybody should in every school, public charter, private, homeschool, have high standards. And it may not meet them, but at least you, when you fall, you won't fall to the bottom. Well, I think you bring up a good point, which is the parenting aspect of it. Because so many, public, charter, private, if it's education, the direction that education has gone through the years is becoming the parent. And it drives me crazy because I've worked in education. I'm also a parent. I, you know, I want my kids to grow up with the environment that I have put them in, not what the educational system right. is, is putting them in. Because the philosophy of, of education has been moving more and more towards providing more than what, what you would consider your core educational you know, components. You know, math, reading, writing, uh, science, you know, those things are what the teachers need to provide because most parents aren't really qualified right. to provide it. And, and, and it's, not only, it's not only that I don't want you teaching, I don't want you parenting my children, but it's you're taking time away from them learning that stuff mm-hmm. because you're talking about your own personal things. And a thing that kills me is in any of those schools I mentioned, they have a hard time or could do better um, in how, teaching Mm-hmm. Showing them how to learn it better or spending more time getting them to get it, you know, and this is just interference. It's, and, and it's so, so sad for the kids. Think, think about the other side of it, which is in, in the past, there's sort of this, uh, there's this line, this boundary line where teachers have this ethical responsibility to keep their political beliefs outside of the classroom. Even if it's a political class, it's still, you're supposed to be teaching about the different political parties, right. how they run, maybe a little piece about government or some histro- historical um, accounts of whatever has happened. But you leave your personal stuff out of right. the classroom. And I'm seeing more and more personal uh, philosophies, politics oh. uh, inserted it's like, into it's their like lessons. Their, like their classroom they think it's that's their personal home space. And now they're putting it on social media and... And, and I believe that as you go up for, up the ladder from the teachers, that they're down with it. They just yeah. know that some have to fall for lawsuits. But I really feel that, that there's an agendas mm-hmm. passed down through the... Especially the public schools. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's why there's so much... I don't know what they call it, but they're like... They teach by packet these days. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's already push play and they how about this they're more administrator or they they administer the packet Mm -hmm. and if you have questions you know but i don't feel like there's no i'm sure there are a few okay but there's like like teaching like a person has their own special way to show you how we're going to go through here it's it's so less personal you know well you bring up a good point i've seen in many cases where teachers are getting canned curriculum that the school or the school district pays for, and they get packets. They get a pre-made course that the teacher is now just administering. 
very few do I ever see teachers actually creating their own curriculum, implementing their own stuff. Now, keep in mind, for a teacher, they go through school to learn how to create curriculum, to learn how to engage their students, to how to be creative, right. the different manipulatives that you should be able to have access to in order as to As long as educate. they're literally just trying to educate, not... Mm-hmm. Because that's a fine line because you give somebody that freedom and then they're like, oh, great. Now they're going to take it and fill in their own mm-hmm. agendas. But a good teacher that wants to teach should take some of their own personal passion and direction and know that in their their class, you know, what they their syllabus, you know, is we're going to learn this, 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 and this. Promise. Mm-hmm. We're going to go this my route. And when you go to the next... When, when you're ready for the next step, you're going to be ready, trust mm-hmm. me. The job is supposed to be teaching these particular subject areas. Right. Let the parents parent. Uh, there's other services that exist within a school that drive me crazy. I, I think, you know, in some cases, there are some schools that have, uh, like, almost like a medical clinic within the school. Oh, sure, sure. And so they're providing different medical services to, to families or to students. In some cases, if a student goes in and, and gets any kind of... You know, they used to be handing out condoms and other things within the school, mm. and they and they had these rules that that you as a as as the nurse or the school you don't need to tell the parents that the student is there getting these particular right. um, services. The other stuff that it kind of irritates me, and that's you know, I'm you know a taxpayer, so I understand that kids need to eat in order to be functional within a, the day. I get that. What bothers me is the school lunch programs, and I know they've existed forever, but the idea that it's no longer the responsibility of the parent to provide their child with food, now the schools are supposed to provide it. And during the pandemic, and this was common in other areas, but we had bus drivers delivering food to students on the bus route. Okay, keep in mind, buses are gas hogs. If you are not hauling children, you shouldn't be driving the bus around. It's a waste. Oh, for sure. It's a complete waste. And and the maintenance on those things. And you yeah. don't want to put any miles on there. You have yeah. to. So the you don't dis- have to. So the district continues to pay the, the buses, even though they're not being used to transport children, pay these people to then transport food. You know that the food takes up a lot less space than those dang children. So why would you not just have some vans, some delivery vans, right. deliver food if, in fact, that's what you have to do? Well, we had buses, and I couldn't believe that is a complete waste of tax taxpayer dollars to not only employ the people to, buy, to, to drive those buses, but then to drive the, the buses on the same routes that they would do for, you know, children pickup. So that's a, that's a waste to me. But the other is... These kids are at home where their parents should be providing food in their home, but yet the school's now delivering I, to the homes? It's like they can't stop it for some reason. It's Yeah, because <laughs> you know? they're employing people in the kitchens and they're paying companies like you know, but that's Cisco ridiculous. and Sodexo to then provide this food. To me... The reason you would have a school lunch program is because either the parent should be paying for the food of their child, and that is just more convenient, um, or, you know, of course, send the child to school with, with food. But the child is already at home doing school where they should have food. If, if parents are not, if they're not feeding their kids, 
what do we call that? Neglect. Right. And parents but, can get in huge trouble for yeah, neglecting the their children. Parents take food, uh, lunch, school lunch, mm-hmm. as part of their, like, they, like, budget it in, you know what I mean? Instead <laughs> of, like, that's their go-to, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, when I, I was a kid, I did not have lunch, and then there was no free lunch for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did wait around and see if there was any leftovers, you know, once in a while, <laughs> because I was, I was hungry. I didn't have yeah. lunches. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I just don't think that, especially in, in the world that we should be promoting parents participating in their child's life, in their education, in uh, the development of their children, we should be expecting that parents do a certain job, but, which is provide right, but there's, a roof over their house, food, and safety. These are things that are supposed to be, if you don't provide them, the state comes in and takes your children away because you've neglected them. So a little red flag for me in education is this idea that education is looking through the lens of critical race theory. I'm a little concerned about it because it's not a critical race theory class. It's not a, a class on how to be woke and, and, uh, and, and look at white people as the, as the source of all bad things and racism. It is a lens in which you look through to then provide all of the different parts of education. And I'm a little concerned that we're starting to see that. And even you were talking about, you know, the idea that, that you, that the teacher wants to protect your, the children and make friends with them, protect them from the parents, remove the, the parental guidance and, you know, keep the parenting in the classroom with the teacher that is uh, that there there are components of critical race theory that that is a part of yeah you like um if i even wanted you to do that mm-hmm. like if i just wanted to say, eh, forget it yeah you do it um you're going to be over here for weeks me bothering you to see how long it's going to take for me to figure out you're not a weirdo mm-hmm. you know like like you want to i'm not saying that that they are a weirdo but you know if you if i'm going to give up how I want to raise my kid and let you do it, man, I gotta, I gotta know you. Like you ain't touching them funny. Are you? I mean, I'm like in depth. I want to know (laughs) when you were 15, what were you doing? You know, I mean, I'm like, like, what, what was your, like, you know, your dad's, you know, what was his uncle up to? You know, I'm going to be like thorough. If you think that you're going to be watching my kid, you know, my wife and I've got it. In other words. Well, the idea is in critical race theory, there's a there's this idea that the nuclear family, um, you know, a, a mother and father and a child, that's the nuclear family, and that's a bad it, thing. It, it, yeah, it it doesn't need to exist. Meaning, we can have families that are are broken from a from two parents, and and that's okay. And, and in fact, in some cases, it, it needs to be celebrated. Well, you can't say it's bad because you're going to hurt the feelings of the people well, that are living it. And and some of it goes back to the idea that a lot of um, like in really like poorer neighborhoods uh some some of the the black families the the father uh goes and it's mom and and child and there's i think i mean there's a, a large population that fit that that sort of scenario and it's supposed to be sort of celebrated it's empowering mom and and child and then they can do this without father in in the in the house so but you know, believe it or not, that's not a black thing that actually exists in all kinds of families. I come from a divorced family. You come from a divorced family. 
there are a lot of these things that happen, and it has nothing to do with race. But right. but it, it's it's accepting that having a family without uh, two parents is an okay thing, and by you know that concept being sort of celebrated, it almost takes the the parenting away from the parents well, sure. and let's put it into the education system. Yeah, because they know better. Yeah, of course they do. They're the, edu- by the government. They're the educated ones, you know. Uh, the other area, and we were talking about it in the last segment, which is the grading scale. The grading scale is it's a set of standards that is equal across the board. And now the big thing is equity. And equity is not equality. It's not having the same standards for everyone. It's adjusting the standards. It's getting out of the way so somebody else can... Yeah, it's adjusting the Take standards your place, but so, so that people aren't in the category of, of low achieving or failure. So they lower the standards so that the majority of the people are, are passing the class or uh, successful. I've seen people, uh, some schools, remove test taking. Our state of Oregon, Kate Brown, governor of Oregon, just removed the state testing standards. So we're going we're gonna to get rid of those because... It disproportionately affects uh, the black and Hispanic, and uh, I, I, she had a whole list of people that are underperforming, and which is weird. She added, uh, I think, Asians to that, which typically are the higher performing. In fact, I think outperforming white people exactly. But she added those folks because she wanted to include, you know, minorities. Again, it's lowering standards so that but here, these people can feel good about themselves and move through the education system without actually showing that they've been educated. But some people, I feel, like the like to have the badge of, or title, and I say badge because like they could almost wear it, mm-hmm. of victimhood. Yeah. And, you know, so they don't have to do so much or so. I don't know, but... It's like, I don't know why people paved the path for that to happen. You know, like, like, like our governor taking the, the tests and stuff away. I mean, everybody knows that that's a good way to indicate your knowledge or, or what, you re, what you could recall that you learned, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that's a way that she just thought she knows better. You know, uh, the guy who's been really promoting... A lot of uh, critical race theory is what's his name? Is it Abram X. Kendi? Kennedy? Kendi? Okay. Ethan, you want to look him up? And there was an interesting video of him. He was sitting on a panel of other people, and people. I think they were interviewing him. And someone in the audience, it was Q and A time, asked him to define racism, and he used racism within the definition of racism i think i've seen this i'm wondering i just finished reading robin d'angelo's white fragility and i think she did like an excellent job of defining racism as like a system of oppression as opposed to like a personal choice it's like it's there you benefit from it or you don't that's its purpose you talked about the importance of defining racism but i but i unless i missed it which is possible I don't. I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of 
racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. What they're doing is they're changing the, the, the term. They're, they're redefining what racism is. And the, the push is that white people are, are the racist ones, that they created these systems, including our educational system, yeah. to, to push down people of color, uh, minorities. And so what they want to do is they want to destroy that system. And these school districts are eating it up. They send out these different email alerts saying, you know, diversity training or how to, I don't know, do whatever in your classroom. And it's it's getting pushed into the school systems and people are eating it up. They're paying tons of money to these people to get this sort of training. And all it's doing is creating an environment where this ideology comes in and takes over. And now you've got these teachers who are, they maybe feel a little guilty because they're, they're white, um, or they are an activist. And this just empowers them to do more of uh, breaking through that, that ethical line and bringing it into their classroom. Right. And the folks that are, are now talking about these things in the classroom because they think that it's more important than the mathematic lesson or the history lesson. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. Appreciate that. Uh, feel free to share it with others. We'd love to grow the audience. You can find more information about the show at nevertoserious.com. Reach out to us on our socials on Twitter and Getter at the NTS podcast. Find some merch on our website. Yep. That'd be cool. Yep. I, I'm wearing a, a t-shirt today, in fact. I can't That's wear right. mine today because I don't have one. Yeah, you're still waiting on your but stuff. But it's on its way. Yeah. All right. Uh, until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.